0: I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, I just want to apologize right off the bat that I did not get out two two other episodes this week. So I didn't get one out Tuesday and I didn't get one out yesterday. It's been a crazy, crazy week. So let me let me talk about it just a little bit here and then we're going to jump right into the Faith Friday thing so monday we had rain and snow and it was weird like it was really weird it was very patchy it was all it was just really weird you'd get a wave of rain and snow and then you get an hour or an hour and a half of nothing and it would dry up and then you'd get another wave of rain and snow and then nothing and so it was really frustrating and so I loaded up my equipment I went to a part of Lansing where I thought well you know maybe maybe so I came back home and it, it's dry, raining there dry here so it was just really frustrating it was a frustrating day then in the afternoon I finally was saturated two yards it was just really frustrating so uh I've been working all week to get caught up and yes Monday I I probably should have recorded a podcast, but I had so much maintenance I needed to do on the equipment, sharpening blades, cleaning decks, changing oil. It was just, it was too much. I couldn't, I had so much to do. Plus I had to get out invoicing on Monday. So it was, it was just a crazy, crazy week for me here. Uh, I've been working, you know, 11, 12 hour days um, and it's just been so busy So I haven't been able to get a lot of podcasts out. I just didn't put this one out today, but I know that there are people that rely on these faith Friday episodes and they enjoy them. So I really wanted to get this out um, because I think they're important. I think they're important. As I always say, faith, I think faith is a real big asset in running a successful business. So that's why I do these episodes now. The way we do Faith Friday here, we don't just do a devotional, we don't do, you know, devotional book, whatever, we don't do that. What I do is I take a book of the Bible, and we do one chapter at a time. So today we're in Galatians, and we're in Galatians chapter 5, alright? If you haven't heard the other Galatians episodes, you can go back and listen to those before you hit this one, it will make a lot more sense because it's in context that way, the reason I do one chapter at a time, a full chapter at a time, is because that way you get the full context of what's going on in that chapter. Now, there are some times, and we'll even see that today, where you need to go back and listen to episode, the episode before this one, because you won't really know what we're talking about until you listen to that. And even then, you have to go back to the next one. It's just, Galatians is all interconnected, so you really need to get the full scope of what's going on. So, I encourage you to go back and listen to the other Galatians episodes. Alright, so, I'm not a Bible scholar, I didn't go to Bible school, I just love the Word of God, and I like sharing it with people. So, that's your disclaimer here, I'm not a theologian, I don't, you know, I didn't study at a college or anything for this, I, I... So, and then we will jump. Do you want to make a year round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season? Because you don't know how you're gonna make it through the winter. Then you need to check out .com. This is the same contract that I use to make my own year round income. This 100% editable 12-month contract is available for only $5.99 so that you're protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at MowingInTheDarkPodcast.com today. All right, guys. Let's jump into Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read through the whole thing, and then we'll go back to verse 1, and we'll break it down. (coughs) Excuse me. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. But by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good truth. That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers... If I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted, abolished, and emasculate themselves? You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, Watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, Live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, Those who belong to Christ, with its passion. those who belong to Christ Jesus, have circumcised the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And that ends Galatians chapter five. All right, let's go back to verse one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And by the yoke, go back and listen Listen to the chapter on Galatians 4. <clears throat> what he is talking about is the law, the Jewish law. There were 600 some laws that the Jews had to obey. And if you didn't keep the whole law, if you broke one law, you broke all of them. And so you really are not going to break Verse two selves be circumcised. Christ will be of no value to you at all. So again, in in um, Galatians four, Paul talks about bapt or circumcision. There's these guys, the Judaizers. They were infiltrating the Galatian church, and they were they were just telling them that they had to be circumcised because that was the Jewish custom. They had to be circumcised. Well, the Galatians weren't Jews. They were, they were Gentiles. They didn't grow up Jewish. They, they knew nothing of the Jewish law. So these guys come in and they're telling them, no, if you believe in Jesus, you have to be circumcised. And Paul is saying here, no, if you get circumcised, Christ is not going to be of value to you at all. He's going to be worthless because you're putting your faith in the law, not in Jesus Christ. Let's go on to verse 3. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. That's what I was just saying. He's obligated to obey every single law in, in the Jewish law. Verse 4. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. So you're not under the law by being circumcised, Grace, you're, you're out of grace. You're not under grace. You're under law. You're trying to be justified by the law. And the law cannot justify. The law cannot save you. It's just there to show you that you need a savior. And I, again, I want to be gentle here. I see the once a week. Because if you die... And you haven't recently taken the Eucharist, which they believe becomes the body and blood of Jesus, when you put it into your body, that you could commit a mortal sin and go to hell. That's what they believe. They initially believe when you're baptized as a baby, you get cleansed of original sin. Okay, And then you go into First Communion, you know, all that stuff, confirmation, first communion. I think confirmation is when you join the church, I believe. And then first communion is when you first take the Eucharist. It's a big deal in the Catholic church. And then if you commit a mortal sin, there's all these other little sins that you can commit and you need to go to confession for. um, And you can make penance for those sins. But if you commit a mortal sin, you still have to go to confession for that. But then you also need the Eucharist to, to cleanse you of that mortal sin. And if you die without in mortal sin, they believe you go to hell. And you have to do all these things. You have to go to confession. You have to take the Eucharist. You have to be baptized. You have to do these things to be in right standing with God. But Paul is saying here, you are trying to, ju- trying to be justified by law. Have Let me read that again. See the Catholic in communion. Those things don't save you. It is Jesus Christ who saves you. And Catholics would agree with that, but they put a but in there. They put, but you also have to do all these other things. The, the, I guess the Protestants would believe, and what Paul is saying here is that it's by grace. You don't have to do anything else, all right, justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. You're trying to do all these things, but what it's doing is you're putting your faith in these things rather than in grace. That's what Paul is saying here. You're putting your faith in circumcision rather than grace. You're putting your faith in the Eucharist whether instead of grace, or in baptism instead of grace, Or all these different things. Verse 5. But by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. So by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. We have hope that through the Spirit we are saved. Not through the law, not through any rules, no rules, but through grace, through the Spirit, we hope in righteousness. Verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love the only thing that counts that's what that's what paul just said for in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision so nothing there's nothing you can do has any value that the eucharist has no value i don't think so i think i think there is value in that but in my bible the bible says do this in remembrance of me Not do this to consume me. Do not this to be, don't do this to be saved. It says, do this in remembrance of me. All right. Now there is a place in the Bible, in John, where Jesus does say, if you do not partake of my flesh and my blood, you have no part of me. All right. And that's where the Catholics believe that the Eucharist turns in, transubstantiates Into the body and blood of Christ. Um, Whereas the Protestant church would not believe that. Alright. No uncircumcision. Sing itself. If we are loving others. If we are loving others. It doesn't matter if. You can love someone. And despise what they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. It is absolutely possible. God, Jesus, loved Judas. Jesus loved Judas. But he despised what Judas was going to do. It's the same thing for us. We can love our our brothers and sisters who are drug dealers. I shouldn't say brothers and sisters, but we can love those who are drug dealers, We despise what they're doing, but we love them. Does that mean that we accept what they're doing? No. No. Love does not accept all things. God, Love bears all things. Right? It doesn't accept all things. If I were to accept, like if my wife and I, if my wife was being super mouthy, which she never is. But if she was being super mouthy and just degrading to me, I don't have to accept that. I don't have to sit back and say, "Oh, I accept those words. Thank you for saying those to me." That's really that's that's wonderful. That's not love. You're just being a pushover type of thing. Plin my kids anymore. It's morally wrong. Okay? The the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Verse 7. You kept you from obeying the truth. Okay, so he's using the picture of running a race. And if you think back to the Olympics or whatever, runners can, especially in a marathon, runners will cut in on each other, cut in front of you, try to kind of get you off your, your stride. And that's what he's saying here. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? And he's talking about the Judaizers. But he has a specific person, I think, in mind or persons in mind. Verse 8. That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who called you, who calls you. Whoever's persuading you, whoever is trying to get you to go back to the law, rather than to live in the freedom of grace, that doesn't come from the one who called you, who is Jesus Christ. That that doesn't come from them. Verse 9, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Again, he's using a picture. When you make bread, you got to use yeast. You just use a little bit of yeast, and it will work through the whole batch of dough to make that dough rise. It's the same thing with when someone comes into the body of Christ that is not a believer and, and they try to, to cause dissension and, and stir things up. That works through the whole church and it can spoil the whole church. Verse 10. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. So Paul is confident. He's still confident. Stand up to this. Be circumcised. He's confident. Verse 11, Brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. Paul was persecuted from the time he was converted. Well, not exactly from the exact time that he was converted, but he was persecuted through his whole, saying, you don't need, you don't need this. And the Jewish church would, was the persecutor. They were saying, no, you must be under the law. You must be under the law. We don't care about this grace. We have faith in the law. And Paul is saying, no, we, the law is meaningless now, other than to show us that we need grace. In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. The cross, the cross of grace, has is very offensive to people. If you've ever shared the gospel with someone, it's offensive to them. And it shouldn't be. It's like the greatest act of love, but people who do not believe think it's offensive. Verse 12. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole... ...saying like, I'm a private part. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way, the whole way, and cut it all off. Paul, was, he was pretty brutal in that verse. <laughs> wow. Pretty brutal. But that's how, that's how strongly Paul felt about grace. Verse 13. You use your freedom in love. I this to you. I preached grace to you. You are free. You're called to be free. but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. So yes, we have freedom, but we we are not free to just go out and sin and do whatever we want. That's not that's not freedom, that's not grace. All right? I've done it. The of your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you see this, Read closely. It does not say the entire grace is summed up in a single command. No. It says the entire law. What's the law? The Jewish law. The 600 some laws that the Jewish church has. He's not talking about grace here. He's talking about law. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the whole law summed up in that one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. What were the Jewish these Judaizers doing? They were not loving the Galatians as themselves. They weren't. Because they wanted to to draw them away from grace and put them back under the law. Uh, Let's see. Love your neighbor. Verse 15. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. They, They kept fighting. These Judaizers came in. They stirred up the church. And now they're fighting over grace and law and there's I'm sure there were some people that thought no we need to be circumcised and there's others that say no we have grace we're free we don't need to be circumcised we are free and i think that's what what he's saying here is that you guys are going to destroy yourselves you're going to destroy the church if you continue in this verse 16 so i say live by the spirit and live by the, the catholic church is missing is that it's not lived by Jesus Christ, flesh and blood, consumed in the Eucharist. It is lived by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the the desires of the sinful nature. It's not lived by Jesus Christ, it's lived by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul is saying here. Verse 17, because when we accept Jesus Christ by faith, the holy spirit lives within us he indwells us and if we exchange our spirit for the holy spirit we begin to change we begin to to act be sanctified we we begin to understand that if i do what i holy spirit when I'm reading the word of god, where we learn who god is who jesus is what he wants us to do That's that's how we be transformed, is the Holy Spirit within us works as we read the Word, as we hear the Word. He works in our lives, and we become sanctified over time. Verse 17, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. Did you hear that? The sinful nature, my nature, goes against What the spirit wants. It goes against the nature of the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're they're opposing. It's like two two magnets that are opposing each other. You you have to work really hard to press them together. Uh, Let's see. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. So they're in conflict with each other. You have free will. You have choice. God allows you to choose if you're going to do what your flesh wants to do or what the Spirit wants you to do because we have a conscience and we can choose the wrong thing. That's what Paul's saying. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the Spirit, if you listen to that conscience, if you're in the Word and you know what it says and you try to follow what it says, you are living by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Verse 19, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. All right, now he goes into sinful nature, what the sinful nature wants to do are obvious their obvious sin. And here he lays it out, sexual immorality, any kind of sexual immorality. If you're if you're married, your sexual relations are to be with your wife. Anything outside of that is sexual immorality. If you're not married, everything outside of sexual interaction with your wife is sexual immorality. A lot of you have a hard time hearing that, but that's the truth. That is the truth. Thing outside of immorality. Let's see. Pure impurity and debauchery. So impurity, thoughts probably is what he's getting at there. Um, (coughs) Again, our thought life. Anything that's impure, anything that you think about that's impure. If you're watching porn, that's impurity. That's all interconnected. The sinful nature just wants everything. It, it's like a soup. You can't separate a lot of these. Impurity and debauchery. Debauchery is like drunkenness, things like that. But he, partying, I guess, like. Things like that, hatred, discord, like, and it becomes like hatred and those two are connected like hatred in your heart to that other person. Jealousy, I'm jealous of what he's got. We see that a lot in the business world. Jealousy, fits of rage. If you always fly off the handle and just anger fits and rage. Selfish ambition, that's a big one for business owners. Selfish ambition. I am I am working to get all this stuff that I want. I want a boat. I want an RV. I want a fancy, fancy money. I want people to see it. Self running just to grab whatever you can grab. Monetarily. Dissensions. Again, that's like arguments. Um uh, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, that's more sexual immorality, um, uh, and the like. So, and the like, that means there's more. There's a lot more. We could, we could list them all day long. Um, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Anyone who lives in those ways will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what Paul says. Verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is, so the fruit of the spirit, the spirit that lives in you, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. If you accept Jesus Christ and he is your savior, the spirit has come and made a home within you. You have crucified the sinful nature. That doesn't mean that it rears its ugly head and you don't fail and you don't make mistakes. But your heart's desire, your your will has changed. You want to follow the Holy Spirit. You want to be happy, joyful, peaceful, all those things. You want to live in accordance with the Spirit. You don't want to go to those sinful things anymore. Now when you do those sinful things, when you fall, when you mess up, you have guilt. You have shame. You have your heart aches because you you messed up and, and you're mad at yourself because you messed up. You failed. You don't want to fail. You don't want to live that way anymore. You want to live for Christ. You want to live in the spirit. That's what Paul is saying here. 26. I'm sorry, 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Verse 26. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So he's just hearkening back to this argument that they're having. Let us not become conceited, provoking each other and envying each other we don't need to have that anymore we need to live by the spirit we need to be doing all these things the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithful gentleness and self-control we need to have all those things it's not about we, we throw off all the sex, sexual immorality and all the other like things. We want to live with the, the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And that's what Paul is getting at. As he goes through here, as he's starting to wrap up this letter to the Galatian church, is that we have freedom in Christ. Don't, don't put off the law. Don't say it's useless. But we live by the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, and he tells you, is all these things. And we can see the, that in someone's life. And so he says, don't, don't provoke each other. Don't be conceited. Don't envy each other. Love one another. Be patient with one another. Be kind to one another. Be good to one another. Be faithful to what what I have taught you, what the Word teaches you. Be faithful to one another. Be gentle to one another. And control yourselves. That's, That's what the fruit of the Spirit is saying here, and he intertwines it with this situation that is going on in the Galatian church. All right, guys, that ends today's Faith Friday episode. I hope it was helpful for you. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, I I tried to go as quickly as I could because I do need to get to work. Um, But, guys, this was a good one. And I, I realize it seems like I'm trying to bash the Catholic church through this Galatians study or whatever you want to call it, these faith Fridays. And I'm not, I have family that are Catholic. I love them dearly. And they have, they have a faith that astounds me a lot of times. Um, They are very passionate about their belief. And I, I just, it's my hope and prayer that they're they're. Hope is in grace and not in the Eucharist. That they place their hope in grace, not in the Eucharist. That they place their hope in Jesus Christ, not the Eucharist. That they place their hope and live through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, not the Eucharist. That's my hope and prayer. The Eucharist has a value. It has a value to to me. We just did communion at my church last week. It was very valuable. It's such a good reminder of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. We We need to focus on that. We need to understand and remember that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin. And we need to remember that he sent his Holy Spirit to live within us. And that now that God died on the cross, we have grace. Not by law, not by things we do, but, because, but only by what Jesus did. There's nothing we can do to save ourselves. Absolutely nothing. It is all the work of Jesus Christ. And then the sanctifying comes from the Holy Spirit. Working within us. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope this was helpful. I'm repeating myself. And I will see you in the next Faith Friday.